Welcome back to Better or Worse Than Transformers, where we take a movie or a TV show and tell you whether it is better or worse than the most mediocre movie ever made, Michael Bay's Transformers. This week, we're going to be reviewing Ready Player One, the Steven Spielberg action-adventure. Yeah, Sci-fi action-adventure. With me are my co-hosts, Ian. Hey, how you doing, guys? And Christian. How's it going? Back Uh, from a long break. Yeah, long time no see. Yeah, it's weird. A lot of news to catch up on. We never see you. Uh, Yeah, Ian, go. Let's hear hear with our news reports. So we'll jump right into it, guys. About about 10 days ago, I guess, a new Deadpool trailer came out. Probably the final one before the movie, because it's coming out in like six weeks now. And I don't remember much about it. I know... Cable was in it, and they had it's definitely had X Force in it. Yeah, had X Force. I think that was kind of the big reveal of the trailer. Yeah, the only thing I saw in it that I didn't see in the other ones was Terry Crews. Yeah, Terry Crews definitely, and um, yes. Bill Skarsgård. Oh, yep. Bill Skarsgård. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't it, see him. It himself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Like I said, I've made my feelings on Deadpool pretty clear. Mm-hmm. I'm not too excited for it. I'll watch it. For the, I'll watch he, it for like, the podcast. You, you guys both liked Atomic Blonde, right? Yeah, it's made by the same guy. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Huh. So that kind of has my hopes a little that higher. That does have my hopes a little mm-hmm. higher. I rewatched that while I was on my, on my trip. It was good. Huh. Is that the other one you watched? Well, I mean, no, I've, I'd already seen it, but it was just on HBO while I was hanging out. I can't remember. I watched Atomic Blonde once. I thought it was fine. I really yeah. liked it. Well, I mean, to be fair, we went into that with more beers than, than we needed to. Yeah, yeah <laughs> definitely. That's a fair <laughs> point. Well, see, see, if we were going to see, like, uh, you know, Pacific Rim Uprising, it would have been appropriate. Then we, we showed up at uh, Atomic Blonde, and it turned out to be an, actually a pretty good movie. Yeah. So That's funny. That's good. Yeah. What else? Some box office results. So someone finally toppled Black Panther after, dun, dun, dun. I think, six weeks. I on, think six weeks. Which yeah. is crazy. That is that's really like, impressive. That's Avatar. Um, And Pacific Rim beat it last week. I think it came in at like 20, 25 million. It's, it's only like two million short domestic of like Titanic at this point. Yeah. It's like really? number three. Hmm. It, made more than, I, it made more than Avengers, so biggest comic book movie ever. Yeah, I know. I Domestic, yeah. yeah. I don't remember if it said it was uh, it had overtaken or it was just about to overtake Jurassic World. Um, yeah, maybe right. Maybe Jurassic, maybe it's in fourth and Jurassic World's above. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, it's, it, it's up there, though. It's, it's only two million away from beating Frozen to be in the top ten of all time. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, God, so, do you guys remember how long Frozen was in theaters? Yeah, I remember very well. <laughs> Black <laughs> was, Panther's been like, there a long time. It was like early December through March. Yeah, it long was, enough for Wolf of Wall Street to get mixed with it. I yeah, remember that part. that's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, and then Ready Player One came in pretty hot this week. It made like fifty three million. Yeah. Domestic, and I think you said like a hundred and a uh, hundred fifty worldwide. So it made about a hundred million dollars worldwide. But yeah. it, I think it did a lot better than Sony was expecting. Yeah, good. For, good I know it opened big in China. Yeah, mm-hmm. sixty million. Spielberg in China. had never done before. So and I mean, that movie's perfect for China. They're big into to games and all that. Yeah, I, it's just it's it's a. I am glad to see the movie making money. Uh, we'll obviously get more into it, but yeah. if that's the standard of like popcorn flicks that we have going forward, that hey, we can make you know good movies that are action adventure movies, uh, and they'll still make money, great. That's yeah. what we need. Yeah, yeah, true. And uh, Pacific Rim it dived hard week two. I think it made like it dived sixty five percent, so it made like nine million. Oof. I don't know. I don't think that movie's gonna make its money back. Um, this week coming out is a Quiet Place. I think that's gonna do oh, good. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and then Rampage the following week. So that's what's kind of on the horizon as far as what's gonna make money. The next bit of news is Tessa Thompson, who's Valkyrie. Valkyrie. She's in the Creed movie. Yep. She's in Annihilation, Annihilation. that no one saw. And she's no, we this. saw, but yeah, I think that's that's all I know her from. Uh, she's joining the Men in Black spinoff with Chris Hemsworth. Thor so reunion. Gonna, yeah, Thor reunion. are gonna reunite, and I don't know. I think that's good. I uh, like her. If it actually gets made, I'll believe it when I see it. That's fair. 
Yeah. I don't know. For some reason, I just don't really like her face. It's weird to me. I but, like Tessa Thompson. But, but otherwise, she's yeah. fine. She's an enjoyable presence. Yeah. I yeah. like her in both Thor and She's Creed. good in Thor as I like see. a drunk fucking yeah. Asgardian. Yeah. I still have yet to see Annihilation. But I've read it. Oh, yeah. I need to get that book from you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Tessa Thompson. I don't know. You're right. I don't know about that. They, they were talking about a 22 Jump Street Men in Black spinoff for a while, and, yeah, and now they're yeah. doing this. And I don't know why they're so committed to Men in Black. I mean, it is, yeah. it's, a, it's a cool concept that mm-hmm. they probably have in mind all the way, but Naughty. I feel like you've had your opportunities. Why are you coming back to Oh, it? yeah. We've had them for 20 years, yeah. right? And so we've only gotten three of them, and, and really one good one. And a couple of mediocre and below mediocre movies. Right. So you're right. It's probably not been mined to its full potential, but you're you're not batting a thousand here. So next we have the Deadpool TV show, which was going to be on FX, got canceled. It was going to be done by Donald Glover, and Ryan Reynolds was supposed to voice Deadpool. So was Ryan Reynolds going to voice it? That's what I read, but that I, might not have been official. That might have just yeah, been I didn't a rumor. see that, but. I, but it got canceled, and regardless, it's not going forward. There was a script leak that you, you know, for one of the, the episodes, I think you said you read. Yeah, I, I read it. If you follow Donald Glover on Twitter, so the, the show is going to be written by Donald and Stephen Glover. Who currently write Atlanta. Currently write Atlanta. And the the what came out was that they were too busy because Donald Glover has about a billion things going on right now. And Donald Glover said, by the way, I'm not, I wasn't too busy. And he released the, the finale script, so... Definitely gave the impression that there had been a whole season mm. worth of Deadpool scripts that he had already written, mm-hmm. and he kind of tweeted it out page by page. And it's uh, it was about Sudan, the last white male rhino, and I mean it, it definitely <laughs> pushed some boundaries on like humor, especially with something that's so fresh because Sudan just died like last <laughs> week. From what I understand, what caused the division was there was like an episode that like directly attacked Taylor Swift. <laughs> and there was some cause or, or maybe some pause for people to be like, oh, we don't know if we're really ready to go this hard. But it's it definitely seemed like they were going to push the boundaries. I mean, for- could you imagine the publicity you got if you, as a television show, got into a Twitter war with Taylor Swift? It would be great. It would be that the would most be amazing yeah. thing. I, and the funny thing is people, I'm sure people at like Disney who, uh, I don't know how the TV rights work. Uh, I know there's something about Disney, like Legion is owned by Marvel, even though it's a... X-Men property, I can't remember, but so I feel like there was probably some concern, especially with 20th Century Fox being purchased by Disney currently. Could they really be okay with having this character go that far on television? Mm-hmm. I wish we had got it, because honestly, I'd be more excited for a Donald Glover TV show than I am the Ryan Reynolds movie. But I heard one of them said that they were going to give Rick and Morty a run for their money. That would have been a, a cool comparison. I mean, it does seem like the same audience. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Next is, there's been some X-Men news. Um, the <laughs> New Mutants is that horror kind of spinoff kind of movie. It was going to star Anna Taylor-Joy, who's in Split, and... I don't know what else she's... Uh, Maisie Williams. Maisie also. Williams. Williams. From guy from Stranger Things. Yeah. Which guy from... Oh, no, the, 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 the brother. creepy brother. Will's brother. Yeah. A couple people, Um, and they're, you know, as... I don't even know what mutants. Honestly, I'm not too familiar with it, but... Um, Wolfbane. I think Sunspot's Sunspot. In there. There's a lot of fucking Magic. random here and there. I wonder if we... I know, I know we we talked about this when the trailer came out. I was the only one that I saw that trailer. I was like, oh, this is kind of a cool direction, and then y'all shot me right the fuck down. Yeah. So... It was very, it it was very tropey, I it, thought, but... I didn't dislike it. I definitely was more excited for it than I was Dark Phoenix. True. Yeah. But it's now it's been delayed like 18 months or something. It's got to be bad. Yeah, it's got to be bad. 
But anyway, they were gonna. Yeah, it's the the, the rumor. The new rumor coming out was that uh, John Hamm was supposed to play Mister Sinister, and now that's I guess supposedly out. I think he would have been good as Mister Sinister. I've heard rumors of everybody being Mister Sinister. Yeah. I, had, I had a rumor today about Jessica Chastain being Mister Sinister. <laughs> no kidding, yeah, Mrs. Sinister or Miss Sinister or something like that. But isn't it like haven't they been teasing Mister Sinister like the last two yeah. X Men yeah. movies? Yeah, yeah, they did. Because at the end of X Men Apocalypse, well, they, that's when they run into the Feral Wolverine. Oh, yeah. And they, then they get his blood. The XX Corporation takes his mm-hmm. blood. Yep. That's right. And, yeah. yeah. And there's nothing in Logan then, about it. Yeah, Logan didn't have any... Logan was kind of a standalone piece. Yeah. You still think he would have referenced in some regard. Like, that yeah, company might have been... It was an XX, though? That was like... It may have been XX Corporation. I don't I, think so. I don't I remember, think, though. Hmm. No? I feel like I would have remembered if it was. Yeah. Either know. way, Mr. Sinister is a character that we f- I feel like Fox should have probably tried a long time ago. Instead of making Magneto the villain of every movie. Every like, single one. Do Mr. Sinister before Apocalypse. Yeah, I agreed there as well. Yeah. Yeah, especially the disappointing version of Apocalypse we got. That was a bad movie. I, everything about the X-Men movies is really disappointing, truthfully. There's except gotta, there's except the, Days of Future there's, Past. Yeah, there's, the, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> no, I say First Class. I, I I will stand by First Class as the best. I'm going to st- stand by X-Men, X-2, I'm going to stand by Logan. And I'll First Class. By, and Logan. Logan's fair. Well, like you said, by. Logan's so separate. Yeah. It's hard to throw it in there. It is. Logan, yeah, but you're right. If we're talking about continuity main one, no, give me Days of Future Past all day. That's the good I don't one. like the Brian Singer ones. Uh, X two is 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 fine. It's a lot of a lot of leather. <laughs> but we've also like again, you know, kind of going on a little bit. Dark Phoenix also gets delayed. Yep. This is like the third time we've had Dark Phoenix. Yeah. Because they, you hint at it at X two, it's the plot of X three, very poorly. Yeah. And now we're doing it again. Oh, X three is a bad. And I'm movie. still. I, I mean, again, I'm I'm not like an expert in the Dark Phoenix saga, mm-hmm. but everything I know about it is I don't know that it's really a story that either like holds up over time or translates well to screen. I'm not sure why everybody's really clamoring to have that story. Yeah, I just feel like I think these people just want to see Dark Jean Grey. At the end of the day, they just want to see Jean Grey destroy some crap. I guess Jean Grey. Um, Jean Grey is such a, a poorly defined set of powers yep. that I feel like she's hard to make a good villain or hero. It's kind of like Superman in that, you know, Superman can do whatever. Right. right? But Superman has this morality. That's truly his weakness. It's not kryptonite. It's right. That, you know, you have you try to trick Superman into doing something he would never do and break his code. But Jean Grey doesn't have that. She's just this, like, limitless, you know, capable of everything person that you're right. Like, she's not clearly defined enough for you to really, I don't care yeah you just don't know what the stakes are at any point yeah yeah so uh, sadly fox is making these x-men movies and i really i don't you know it depends how long this merger takes are we even ever gonna see them yeah i mean they're if they're made they'll, they'll put them out but i just hope the disney purchase happens quick so that we can kind of get on with it i mean the new mutants one looks like it's, it's got a lot of footage already done i feel like oh, that one... it was supposed to come out last well, month i'm saying that and dark phoenix but i don't think they're gonna greenlit any new ones yeah but yeah. the ones that are shot i think well they're right. supposed to greenlit the tim miller one the kitty pride movie yeah, I bet you that one. I'm happen. sure an X Force movie, which maybe they tried to cram X Force into Deadpool too because they were scared they wouldn't get it out. Mm-hmm. But it would really be okay with me if we just took a couple years off X Men. Agreed. I think even when they come into the Marvel universe, 
It's going to be a while. Yep. Could be um, on like phase seven by that point. What else we got? Uh, Matt Damon supposedly passed on the Spider-Man Homecoming 2 villain role. Spider-Man Prom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we coined it this podcast. Um, um, I'm thinking Matt Damon. What could he be? I was thinking about it. And I thought it, I'm thinking Mysterio, possibly, mm. or Craven the Hunter. Maybe I don't nah. see Craven. I I desperately want Craven the Hunter to be the. Villain. I think Craven the Hunter would be the best villain. Man, He's Jason Momoa choice. would be a good Craven. Oh, I agree. He would. He would have been great. Um, yeah, you, but Mysterio is a good guess. That is yeah, a good guess. I think he could be Mysterio. I'm trying to think who else hasn't been done because it's going to be someone they haven't done yet. For sure. I don't even. Oh God! If, if they did, if they did Mysterio with like the fishbowl and everything, yeah. I'd be so down. Yeah, I'd be I, the first one in that. And that in would that fit senior. in with like the younger kind of the tone they go in that first movie. Yeah, too. I would agree with that as well. Yeah, I the ranking of Spider-Man villains I desperately want to see on screen is is Craven the Hunter is number one. Mysterio is number two, and while he's already been done, I want another Doc Ock. That's like, fair. Yeah, I Doc love Ock that character. Cool. I I love Alfred Molina's version of it mm-hmm. too, but um, we've gotten like four Green Goblins at this point. Yeah, Can I just I'd get like a to see Carnage. Doc Ock? Carnage would be cool. I'm done with the symbiotes. I don't want symbiotes. Yeah, I don't know that they work on film. Okay. I'm not sure they work at all. Well, we're gonna find out real yeah, soon. We are. <laughs> so yeah, we'll we'll see who's gonna be if they, who they sign next. Maybe it'll get released. Who's the villain's gonna be of that movie? Because that takes place directly after Avengers Four. Avengers Four. Yep. So which no Avengers Three, right? No, it takes place after Avengers Four. It okay, starts. Yeah, 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 yeah. It starts the next phase of whatever is gonna yeah. happen. Um, I did hear that on that note, the Russo brothers told people that they honestly should be afraid of the title of Avengers four, because it is such a big spoiler of what happens in, in infinity gauntlet, which just gets me more excited to see the movie. Yeah. I can't wait for that. Movie. Like four weeks away. It's, it's so gonna close. Be, it hurts. It's going to be so good. Cap. And on that note, yeah, Captain Marvel news. We got some Captain Marvel news. That's going to be the one after Avengers three. It, it'll be right before Avengers four. Yeah. So what does it go? It goes. So yeah. Oh, yeah. Infinity Ant-Man, Wasp. Ant-Man, Wasp, then Captain, Captan Marvel, Marvel, then Avengers 4. 4. Uh, and it's going to be a 90-set movie, and a bunch of old people from other movies have been announced to come back. One, Lee Pace, who plays Ronan the Accuser, mm-hmm. who's a Cree kind of... Rebel. Rebel, yeah. yeah. I bet you in this extremist. one he's probably... Yeah, he's pro- extremist. At this one he's probably going to be a Cree leader. Um, yeah. And his henchman, which is Korath, and you guys know how to say his name better than I do. I don't think we know how to say we it. We don't, but we're going to go with Jimon Hounsu. It's there very... He's the guy from Blood, Blood Diamond. Diamond. Yeah. Blood that was the last good movie he was in. No, he's hang on. <laughs> no, he's in other things. He's, he's been in a ton of things, yeah. but I he's think that's the last movie he was really I'm looking, good. I'm looking this up yeah, right now I because know, I, he's in a lot of stuff. I think you're he's wrong. He's in the Fast I, and Furious movies. Who is he in Fast and the Furious? He's in like Fast... I think he's Fast 80's um, Winter's Face's henchman. Maybe Either way, he's been in a ton of things. I'm just saying, I think that's his best movie. I think he peaked really early on. Yeah, I could see that. What fast? He's in one of the Fast and Furious. Movies. I mean, he's he's also in Gladiator, but that was oh, oh he Gladi- is in Gladiator. Oh, he's kind of forgettable. But in I also hate Gladiator. So. What? <laughs> yeah, Gladiator. That's for another time. <laughs> I've heard Joseph and I have this conversation. Oh no! Actually, times. you know what? You're right. That is the last. Because the other thing I like him in is Constantine. He is in Constantine, but that's that's also yeah. before Blood Diamond. So he's like the vampire bar owner. Or something. Yeah, Midnight. Midnight. Yeah, Blood Diamond. Right. Cool. I watch that movie like once a year. Yeah, I don't I like know why it. I like it so much. I skip school to see Constantine. Constantine's cool. Um, uh, Clark Gregg coming back as Agent Coulson. Yep. Captain oh, yeah. Marvel. Which is super exciting. Super exciting. Hopefully yeah. we get more of the TV people in there. And also... Kobe Smolders. Kobe Smolders, Maria Hill. Yeah. And Sam Jackson we've already talked about. So that's like that makes me more excited because it's 
it's going to set up a lot of what I think. I think it's going to set up Shield and you know how all that you know kind of got into place with Iron Man one. I think it's going to set up that world. You know, mm. that, yeah, that's probably true. So, and I think where, where do you think Captain Marvel is going to? They're going to take her the last twenty years. Uh, I'm going to say she's either a bit in space or b frozen in carbonite. Off, off planet. Somewhere. I'm saying off planet. Yeah, I, I think it's probably the most likely. She's on like the a scroll, Kree prison maybe planet. Maybe the scrolls have her. Potentially. Maybe, maybe you know. Do you think at the end of this we see that maybe maybe Sam Jackson or Maria Hill is a scroll? I think it's this possible. Whole time. Whoa. I think it's possible at the end of Avengers we're going to find out that scrolls exist. Well, we, like this oh, coming this, one. This one? Yeah, because I think that would be a good segue into. Wait, what the fuck are scrolls? Yeah, and then and then we Cap- watched Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel, which is true. But I think Maria Hill is a very good possibility to be a scroll. Um, oh, hang on, for for, for the people who don't know what scrolls are. Yeah, so yeah, yeah that's anyway, a good... this movie's gonna introduce the. Well, let's explain what scrolls yeah, are. Yeah, go. I mean, I'm I'm actually a bad person because I only kind of know, but they're shape shifting aliens Correct. that can that can kind of take over the personas and powers mm-hmm. of other species, yeah, namely. Earth superheroes. Yeah. And, well, and some are super scrolls that actually can take on powers. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, there was a super scroll that had all four powers in Fantastic Four, so they'll have specific powers. And he's in Marvel versus Capcom. Really? Two? Yeah, Three? I think he's in two. Two. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, that's a really interesting point to kind of, like, build up to a, a Captain Marvel mm-hmm. and possibly even post-Thanos Avengers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like... The future could be the the whole next phase of movies could possibly be like you don't know who to trust and who yeah. not to trust. So the scrolls will basically they'll secretly replace like you know let's for instance maybe a, like an Iron Man or something and then they'll they'll we'll find out down the road you know that it hasn't really been Tony Stark this whole time it's, right. it's been an alien impersonating him and that could be the we've movie. we've we've come up and I I want to posit this theory officially so mm-hmm. it's it's on record it's always bothered me in the uh, the first Avengers movie when uh, Tony Stark goes on his kamikaze mission to destroy uh-huh. the mothership and he's falling back towards the holes it's rapidly collapsing i've always thought there's no way he i understand you know there's movie magic and whatnot but there's no way he was going to make it through that closing hole in the in the speed that it was collapsing it's a switch and i and i we yeah i think one of the times that we were talking about i was like what if they switched him out for a scroll right then dude that would be fucking incredible that would be insane that would be cool. And, I mean, uh, the other obvious one that you could do for, for, like, the big guys is, I mean, you could totally make it so that Captain Rogers was not the one that was... Frozen in ice. Right. Yeah. You you found a different Steve Rogers that's a squirrel. Man, these are some good ones. I'm excited. Yeah. Scrolls, so, scrolls are going to be cool. They, they, were, they kind of break everything that came before, but kind of in a fun way. I'm ready yeah, for it. I'm ready yeah. for a shakeup. They're um, comic books. You can do whatever you, you want. You can. So yeah, uh, it makes me more excited for Captain Marvel. So we'll see how that goes. Um, I'm excited for Jude Law and Captain Marvel. Yeah, I was already on board with that. And next we have Jurassic World three. Um, they direct. They announced. Well, Spielberg announced that the the director is going to be Colin Trevorrow. Colin Goddamn Trevorrow, who yeah. directed the first Jurassic and World and Book of Henry, and apparently uh, Book <laughs> of Henry, which is awful. I'm never yeah. going to watch it. But yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm not crazy about the first one. I hate the first one so much. The first one is he wrote the second one too. Entertaining, but it's not good. I'm more excited for two. Isn't the guy who made Monster Calls? Yep, making this J. one. J.A. Bayona, Bayona or something. Mm. Bayona. Yeah, I like Monster Calls, so I'm, I've never seen it. It's good, man. So I'm more excited for this, and I hear like there's a lot of hidden things in the marketing. Like they're only showing things from like the first first 30 third. Minutes. Yeah, that's cool. So you know, there's some surprises in store. So I, I, I'm looking. I, there's a Jurassic Park movie is not going to come out, and I'm not going to see it. Oh yeah, definitely. so I mean, there's I haven't wanted to see a Jurassic Park movie. What? So, I, I just. 
There's one good one. And then there's Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> you think you want more from the first one, and then you get more, and you're like, ah, oh, no, this isn't... Have you read The Lost World? I haven't read The Lost yeah, World. Yeah, the movie is actually better than the book. Is it really? In that case, yes. Hmm. Yeah, I, I'm not crazy about the second one. The third one's pretty bad, too. Talking, uh... Yeah, that's the Raptors. And Jurassic World is terrible. I'm going to say it's better than two and three, but... Is it better than Transformers, though? No. Okay. Transformers is more rewatchable than Jurassic World, in my opinion. I would agree with that. And the last bit of news we really have is uh, Pedro Pascal, who's got cast in an unspecified role in Wonder Woman 2. He's from Narcos, Game of Thrones. He was the Red Viper. Um, Narcos, he was Pena, I think his name yeah. was. I watched that. I, he was good in that. Um, he's been in a couple movies, Great Wall, but I don't know who he's going to be. I, I'm thinking bad guy. Maybe a... Yeah, I really have no idea. If I, 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 they're keeping the role secret. I, I kind of wonder if they feel like they made a mistake killing Chris Pine. Yeah. Oh, you can totally bring him back. Yeah. Well, I heard Again, they are bringing him back. It's a comic book. You can do whatever you want. Exactly. Yeah, I, heard, I heard this one's going to be a 1980 Cold War, and, and supposedly Chris Pine's coming back. There was, there was plenty of time for him to get off the plane. You could do the grandson. You could do... I mean, there's a variety yeah. of things you can do. Yeah. I, I don't feel... It just would be weird to me if you come back after Justice League, which I rewatched two days ago. That whole bit with Diana and Bruce, and she's like, I lost somebody once, too. And Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Like, justified her hiding from the world or man, something like Man, that. does that undercut the whole feminist yeah. agenda of Wonder Woman. Yeah. It wasn't... It was bad, like, a bad fix to that yeah. situation. So, I mean, if you bring him back in 1980s, doesn't that just then negate, negate your, like, fix? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Maybe he's, yeah, maybe he's frozen in ice somewhere. Right. Also, since since we've established that Diana is timeless in this, can we just have, like, a future Justice League? Just, like, fuck the present. Just, like, Superman and Wonder Woman several hundred years in the With, future. With, like, Batman Beyond. Yeah, let's Terry do McGinnis it. Terry McGinnis is would there. Be, if they did a Batman Beyond movie. It would be boss. That would be the I, One of you said best. it, and that's what we should, we should just do, is just scrap the extended universe and just make movies. You yeah, know what I mean? Just absolutely. make it just Like they're like animated movies, man. If, if, yeah. if any one of them hits, then you can build out from there. Yeah. yeah. This is the one we're going to start our universe on. But Wait. yeah, no. It, put two Superman movies in, in, in at the same time. Put two Batman movies, you know what I mean? As, as you usual, have the money. They always make money. Yeah, as usual. Keep them reasonable. Make a good movie first and then figure out the rest later. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There has been a lot of Zack Snyder online recently kind of, like, explaining decisions he made on Batman vs. Superman. And when you read his comments and his explanations, you're like, oh, man, this guy really gets the characters. Like, he really understands. He just did such a poor job of, like, relaying that on film. I will say, I still stand by Man of Steel is good. I Man of Man, Steel is good. I think Man of Steel is good, and I think Henry Cavill's the best interpretation of Superman we have. But I mean, he's the only one we have right now. We've had. It's better than Dean Cain and Christopher Reeve and all of those. Brandon. Right. What's well, I mean, the other guy's that's, name? That's the thing. Like it, uh, the guy from Smallville. Yeah. Guy. <laughs> what is the other guy's name? Uh, Brandon Brand- Ralph. Brandon. Brandon. Yeah. yeah. Brandon Ralph? Ralph. Brandon. Oh, Ruth. Ruth. Oh. Brandon Ralph. I think it's pronounced Ralph. Ralph. Huh. R-O-U-T-H. I never knew that. Doesn't matter. Um, I don't know. You see, that I, again, this is not, he didn't have an opportunity to like embody the characterize like Mm -hmm. the the character of superman or clark kent because he's just a brooding asshole as opposed to christopher reeve who kind of you know embodies the the lightness and and the the joy the fun of of superman man when he comes back in justice league he's so much fun well i enjoy every scene with henry cavill in justice league and except for his mouth which is annoying and it's so it that's what really hurts about the mouth part is because Every line he says, like, every, like, little bit, and he's just, like, super happy-go-lucky, he, he nails it. Yeah. 
But yeah, oh Justice League. We'll remember it fondly. <laughs> I already do. All right. Um that's it. That's all the news. So I think the next thing you guys want to talk about was Ready Player One. Yeah. I like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> so Ready Player One, the uh, the new Steven Spielberg action adventure, has uh, returned to form. Yeah. After I don't even know what he's been doing so for the many last many years. He made the post. Yeah. Which was supposedly good. I didn't. I see didn't it. Nobody's it. gonna see it. He made Lincoln. BFG. He made Lincoln. I do actually like Lincoln. BFG. I just recently rewatched Lincoln, and it feels like a nine-hour movie. I was just yeah, about Lincoln's to say boring. I could never rewatch it, but no. I did enjoy it when I saw it. Um, BFG. I didn't. He's made a lot of like the Adventures of Tintin. You know what the thing? I actually about, like Adventures. I of do Tintin. too. The thing about Spielberg movies is like his low bar is still higher than oh for sure ninety percent of what comes out in theaters. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. I can be like the BFG was not a great movie, but it's. It's still, like, it's better than four out of five Transformers movies, for <laughs> sure. Definitely. Are there really five of them now? Uh, yeah, I think you're one, right. Two, three. Yeah. two with Mark Warburg, three with Shia. Yep. Yeah. Um, Ready Player One. When, uh, oh, yeah, sorry. I'm getting way distracted. I just, yeah. I just realized you based your franchise off Shia LaBeouf and Mark yeah, Wahlberg. Know, man. And that's pretty wild when you think about it. I still stand by trans- my rating on Transformers. Okay, anyway. But, sorry. But, yeah, so uh, based off the novel by Ernest Cline... Correct. Very, very popular. It's it's kind of a young adult action adventure coming yeah. of age if thing. You can, if you can get past the like eight page rant on masturbation. Then, what? Dude, there's a long rant on masturbating in the book. I don't actually remember that. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, I remember it distinctly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, did uh would you mind uh giving us a sure synopsis? Uh takes place in Columbus, Ohio in the year 2045 following character Wade Watts as he goes on adventures in this virtual reality called the Oasis created by a man by the name of James Halliday and his only friend Ogden Morrow. Uh, Along the way, Wade makes new friends, character H, Artemis, Shoto, Daito, and the whole goal being Halliday hid an Easter egg in the game. He loved classic video games and songs and movies and he hid an Easter egg in there, and whoever found the Easter egg first takes control of the Oasis. Uh, they, of course, like all things, they have to go up against an evil conglomerate called IOI who wants to monetize the Oasis, because right now it's free to everybody. Uh, and along the way, they go on, uh, in the book, like six or seven different tasks they have to complete in the film. They kind of reduce that down a bunch, but all leading to a big final battle for this golden Easter egg in the game. Ian, you want to tell us what you... You didn't read the book. Well, so yeah, so the, the important thing is is Christian and I have, have both read this yes. book. Ian has not, so I'd be interested to hear your first initial impressions yeah, of the movie. unfiltered by an opinion yeah, of the Yeah, so I mean, I, I said it before on the podcast that I wasn't crazy about the trailers, and I don't know if it was for me, but I, I really enjoyed it. I thought the opening action scene was really, really cool. It was a cool way to kick it off. I liked the race, um, all, the, all the references. I'll say right now, let's go no spoilers. Right. Yeah, just so... Okay. Yeah, I thought the race, the first action scene was cool. The section, second action scene was very, very cool. Oh, no, it's the best part. You of know, the, it, it was very well done. Um, it loses steam a bit in the third act, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really enjoyed the characters. I enjoyed the what's his name, Percival. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Percival. And his friend H, the orc. Um, I thought T.J. Miller's character was cool as you know the henchman. Yeah, I rock. And Mendo did a good job. I thought his his avatar was built like a freaking fridge. Yeah, I don't know what that was about. Like I a, thought that was hilarious. It was. Yeah, I thought it was like a Clark Kent but evil kind of vibe. Right, going yeah, on. definitely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought it was very well done. It's definitely my favorite Spielberg movie in a while, and mm. my favorite movie since Black Panther I've seen. I would watch it again. So you know, the animation I thought like that world is much more interesting than the outside of the Oasis. Yeah, like the real world. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's the problem the movie has 
and I think that there's no way around that. It's just more interesting of a landscape, you know? Yeah. I, w- I was going to ask you about that because I know one of your hesitations when you watched the trailer was you didn't think that, like, the, the design of the characters, it looked too video gamey. Did you yep. get used to it or did you? Yeah, yeah, no, and I, I was wrong about that. Like, I, I, I didn't bother me once I got into the movie. You know, it was very stylized, for sure. I think you kind of accept it when you're watching it because you understand, you know, the context a bit better when it being this virtual reality yeah. world. And they still looked great. I mean, some of those shots are, are really gorgeous. But. And I don't want to spoil, but the first scene's kind of a race, you know what I mean? And it's not too spoiled. Well, you yeah, see they, it in the trailer. They show it in the trailer. Yeah, yeah, and this, the, the, the pop culture references right off the bat are super cool. Like, you have the Back to the Future DeLorean. Mm-hmm. You have the the bike from Speed Racer. From Akira. Akira. Akira, okay. Yeah, and Ma- you ha- the Mach 5 from Speed Racer yeah. is in it. Yeah, and you have the, uh, I think that he's, someone's got the Grave Digger monster truck. That's what the, I don't remember his that friend's one. using. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty cool. Though. I mean, it's yeah. just, it, it's besides just the fact that the references are cool, I mean, it's just a really cool action scene it's mm-hmm. shot really well it's yeah. just very interesting yeah uh the t-rex from jurassic park comes yeah. in king kong comes and in all, un- the amazing thing is we list all of these references this is the first like five, five minutes, minutes. Yeah, yeah yeah this is and it's it's a cool way to, to do the reference you know to mm-hmm. do these things. they just keep they throw them keep throwing them adam west batman's batmobile yep. yeah um, i forgot about that this the stephen king novel about the car that comes alive and kills people christine christine uh he doesn't and actually his Back to the Future car has the the, the lights from Kit. Yep, night. You know, I didn't Night Rider. Yeah, Night Rider. Yep. Yeah. Joseph, what did you think? You just watched it. I just watched it. Yeah, it's yeah. very Hot. fresh. Hot. Hey, we have Take. different. We have different perspectives. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Very similar things. I uh, I really like Ty Sheridan in general. I, yeah. I, I, I the first thing I ever saw him in was Mud. And yeah, I, I love, I love that movie. And so I've, he's been coasting on goodwill from that since then. But I mean, I think he's a he's a good lead. I uh, I identify with him. I like the the girl, even though I don't like necessarily what they did with her character the uh, mm-hmm. what is her character's name what is her avatar name i already forgot artemis artemis yeah. artemis and then uh, samantha, samantha is, is her real yeah she was good again i, I don't like the character with <laughs> the development they did with her but it's fine but yeah I don't, I don't know the uh definitely the virtual world is way more interesting and i understand that you have to bring in the real world to add more like stakes to it mm-hmm. so you you know you feel like there's actual danger that you know the real life instead of a virtual avatar but i i think they could have probably cut that down a lot and and made it more immersive. Mm-hmm. Why do they act like Artemis was so ugly? And the, the, so she, she had like a little birthmark in the yeah, movie. <laughs> that's you know I, I I would like to say how I feel, and then we can get into spoilers. That I also like to talk about differences between the book and the and the movie. Definitely. Yeah. Um. But just on that note, real quick, that was one of the things. And Joseph, you talk about like character choices with Artemis. Mm-hmm. That was the probably the hardest part of the movie for me to accept. Mm-hmm. Is of all the characters that are the most different, Artemis to me and her story is the most different. Oh really? And. She is very isolated. Wade does not meet Artemis until like the last page of the book. It's not quite that, but it's pretty close. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like is after the contest is over. So this concept of her having a birthmark and all this stuff and she having like being really self-conscious. Well, she she like blocked herself off from the world and she's just really self-conscious about it and it's not a big deal to him. Yeah. The problem is in this in the movie like the only person she cares about who they think about it is Wade and and it's not even a big deal and again it's it's not a big deal in the book either but for her it's a big deal and you you can see it in that her want to not communicate with somebody outside of the oasis whereas in the in the movie it's like halfway in not a big know, deal not a big mm-hmm. deal yep. overall I, I I really like the movie the in some parts I feel like it's actually probably better than the book and in some parts I feel like it's worse like it's it's 
it is very much a, I think it's more of an inspired by rather than an adaptation. Oh, definitely. They're, the challenges they do aren't the, ch- some of the challenges they do aren't challenges in the book. You know, Wade has to deal with being like a high schooler in the book. He's not in the film. Um, there's a, there are a lot more tasks in the book than there are in the movie. That's what he was saying. Um, they have, you know, for each for each key, there's a gate, and so they have a task for each in the book uh, to get the key to get key. the key, and then once you go through the yeah, gate, yeah, to a get a clue for right. the next key, and so overall, the things they cut, I think the made made sense. The way they made it flow was really good. But the, the thing I really liked about this movie, and the thing that I think kind of pushes me more, I enjoy the movie than I enjoy the book, is that I I liked when I finished the book, I didn't like. There weren't like themes or anything out of it. I just enjoyed the pop culture references and I like the kind of action adventure story. But I like how this movie really emphasizes the whole, uh, it's important to spend time with people. Mm-hmm. And that, especially in our society, we become so like ingrained in social media and what happens online that those aren't real relationships. And spend some time and commit to just being one on one with somebody. And, and, and I, I really I connected with that, I dug that. Uh, and again, I think that's an important theme that fits what happens in the book that I don't think the book stresses enough. Uh, so I, I really, really enjoyed it. You guys want to go to spoilers? Yeah, I forgot. To also, I also enjoyed it. I said all my other things, but yeah. I also had a good time. Yeah. But yeah, let's spoilers. I liked it. I don't know what spoilers there are. Yeah, there aren't really. Unless, I mean, we, we, unless we talk about what they did. Yeah, we can break down like the, the different challenges or you know more specific pop culture references. Mm-hmm. We should start with number one, which is the... The car chase. We've already kind of hit of everything because it is in the trailer. Um, The car chase sequence, again, not in the book. Drastically different. And What's the first sequence in the book? He has... Do you remember what the character's from that he plays? Is it from... He plays Joust. Yeah, I don't remember what the... But I think it's from Dungeons and Dragons. Was it? It's like a Grim Reaper kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while. since I read the book, but he plays he plays Joust. Yeah, so it's nice. Instead of being like a big group event where everybody tries it at the same time, everybody's just hunting for these clues and it's just sitting somewhere. And he yeah. just happens to like figure it out and find it first. Well, he finds know. it second. Artemis finds it first. That's right. Yep. That, see, that again, like there's a character you kind of diluted in the movie. Uh, oh, for on, sure. On, on spoilers... And, and I realized we said we we're going to kind of take it back by task. I, I want to stress this Artemis thing real fast. The whole Artemis being captured and going to IOI really pissed me off in the movie in the book that happens to wade and wade does it on purpose Mm -hmm. like he has a plan Mm -hmm. he intentionally gets captured and you kind of made artemis this like damsel in distress absolutely and you didn't need it she was like a strong character who in the book is smarter than wade right she knows it better than he does and i just i was really let down that They yeah. dilute her so much. And I'll tell you the, the moment for me, because I thought they were doing a good job with that character up until the point where, one, they met, and, and that whole exchange didn't mm-hmm. do a lot for me. But then there was a point where she says, you know this better than than I do. You know Halliday better than I do. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that is... That's not Artemis. No. Yeah. Because, the, the, I mean, the, they, they stress more group cohesion in this than they mm-hmm. do in the book. Because in, in the book, instead of kind of grouping together they're all friends but they're all individually competitive Mm -hmm. they're all trying to get to the thing first to be the person that Mm -hmm. gets there first and as opposed to kind of they're they are helping each other out but not to the extent that Mm -hmm. they do in this um and so yeah i don't know i feel like you you introduce her as a strong character and then yeah as soon as they they meet in person you just break her back and she becomes the damsel in the stress for the rest of the movie that's definitely if if i could change one thing the the only thing that, that taints my opinion is is artemis yeah and and maybe it is being a book reader, and you see how strong that character is. Um, to to kind of see what they did with her is 
was disappointing. Um, uh, but yeah, no, the, the car chase was good. The second challenge to me is the highlight of the movie. That shining bit. I don't know. Hang on. I, with the car chase, I, the besides the fact that it's just really cool with all the like mm-hmm. the, the using King Kong, I thought yep. really worked well because it just I don't know. Yep. He was very physically present despite the fact that again it, you know it's a virtual world dude it, it, i i thought about donkey kong the whole time yeah no it. it's exactly yeah. what it is um but then to, to to kind of turn that on its head when he figures out what the clue means mm-hmm. and to see well like, i kind of like the the rube goldberg contraptions that mm-hmm. that r- make this whole race run yeah. and all the the obstacles get yeah. in the way it was really cool that i thought that was a really interesting take on it i i liked in that bit how king kong knows he's down there yeah like king kong watches him go through yep. that, that that was pretty cool the whole the shining bit yeah so so yeah the uh, the, the second clue takes woo. place in the in the shining and it's a pretty good rec- re- recreation dude it looked just like it that. looked i mean i i feel like they probably actually took shots out of it and yeah. introduced the the cgi characters into it because i mean yeah it is like shot for shot exactly the way that it looked yeah i i i was grinning ear to ear oh, yeah. during that sequence yeah. i loved it you had the you know the blood river and well rings. it was it was yeah. really it was especially fun to see it from the perspective of a Somebody character who hadn't watched the movie, hadn't seen the movie yeah. and yeah. so they were like super Who's surprised little girls? <laughs> yeah, it, it was yeah that was funny yeah, uh, was the good twins and 237 i mean they just they the maze and uh-huh. the old hack. I mean, everything. I mean, they obviously just, didn't get the rights for uh, Jack, Nichols- Jack, Nicholson. Jack Nicholson's likeness, yeah. but yeah, that's the only thing I just kept waiting for, like a here's John. Yeah, the absolutely. Whole time, but yeah, I was yeah. hoping. Weird. That's the only thing. I was same thing. I was waiting for for Jack Nicholson to pop in, but it, that was really well done. God, that bath scene in that movie is in the actual Shining is yeah. the weirdest scene oh, it's in awful. the world. It's very uncomfortable. The Shining as a whole is a really uncomfortable it's true. movie. Yeah. But, but yeah, no, I, I really liked everything about that whole sequence. Back up just a little bit. The club scene, which in the book is Ogden Morrow's oh, party. Oh, that, that was actually a bummer for me that they changed that. But Yeah, they well, they made a lot of changes for Ogden Morrow. Yeah, absolutely. Um, With the club scenes all, is what? So Simon Pegg's character, Ogden yeah. Morrow. Og, Og in the book is more involved. Again, this movie's kind of more about relationships than the book is. And so that the tension between Og and, and Halliday isn't as stressed as much. So Ogden is very, I don't want to say, he's very present in right. the hunt for the egg. Right. And so once Artemis and Percival show up on the leaderboard, he sends them an invite to a big party that he throws. And it's the same thing, like the anti-gravity dance floor and all that. I, 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 I agree with you. I was kind of disappointed that that wasn't, you know, Og's thing. But the sheer amount of like references mm-hmm. in that scene, um, I heard that Piccolo is in there. I wish I had seen him because I desperately. But I definitely saw Harley Quinn, Joker, Deathstroke, bunch yep. of DC characters. Um, I, you guys remember any of them? I, those are the ones that come to my mind right off the top of my head. I remember Harley. Poison Ivy was in there. Poison Ivy's in there. Yeah. Was there any Star Wars characters? I feel like there was a Twilight in there, but I could be crazy. You, you were probably right. I don't know. Yeah. So the the, the reason I like that scene in the in the book well the so the halliday and ogden morrow are supposed to be kind of steve jobs steve wozniak which they actually reference in the in the Mm -hmm. movie where there's a newspaper clipping of halliday bigger than jobs yeah yeah, and i was like that's kind of weird but go for it and so i don't know if you know anything about steve wozniak but he's the other apple co-founder and he's kind of an odd duck he's still hanging out he goes to casinos with racks of uncut two dollar bills that he gets from the treasury He's just a, like a kind of a weird, secluded, but also like revels in yeah. in, in his in his uh, kind of anonymity and anonymous richness, and uh, and I feel like that that is what the character is in the book. Mm-hmm. And so he's he's hanging around. He's 
supporting this this Halliday's challenge, but he's very much a background character, kind of pushing things from from mm-hmm. behind the scenes. Um, but the cool thing about that scene, the dance scene, is when the I don't know, is it the IOI, the IOI that come and yeah, break it up? Break in, yeah, yeah they break into this exclusive party that was you know invite only or whatever. Is you realize that even though he's been very much in the background, he has the same kind of like god powers in the oasis. Yes, as Halliday does, and he just fucking decimates That's everything. True. Oh, That's really? True. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about that. But it's right. so cool. On the on the the dance sequence in the movie, one thing I liked, and this is more than just that, is the character of Irock. I think is better in the movie than he is in the book. Um, in the book, he's just douchebag Gunter who just keeps following H and Percival around. Um, in the movie, him being like you know working for IOI, he's a mercenary. Like yeah, he's a, yeah, mercenary, and really fit TJ Miller's personality. That whole bit with him, where he was like you know you you. You, your plan ruined it, whereas my plan was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I just I really enjoyed it. Another, I like this character design. That was funny. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. I like that he kind of threw up his items. Yeah. Too. <laughs> <laughs> so we did the we did the, the, the first shining. two. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. Well, this is this is where the movie I think really drags. Yeah. Yeah. Is, yeah the, towards the end, where that third challenge, I just wasn't as into it with that original Easter egg. But I'm not a into vintage retro gaming as much so i know maybe that i mean not atari even, i never played an atari so not even that there's just there's a really broad gap between when the first like the first two keys are found probably within the first 30 to 40 minutes of the yeah. movie yeah and then there's just a really long gap where it's a lot of real world stuff it's 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 a lot of stuff that isn't as i mean they, they set a really strong pace early on where it, it's very fast it's very action it's very fun and then it slows dramatically, and you get stuck in the real world where you know way less references, way less mm-hmm. fun things can happen. And to me, that 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 and the Artemis thing are, are the two things that drag this movie down from being, I think, better than it ended up being. Yeah, no, I agree with you. It did feel slow in that third act. Yeah, and you're probably right. It is probably because of the the real world stuff. I enjoyed the final battle. The final battle is really cool. And again, I, I understand that this movie is. I mean, it, it's it's the way the book was designed, and I think they they I think the plot overcomes the fact that it is. A, a story mm-hmm. almost entirely based on nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I connect enough with the characters and what they're trying to do that, like, I, it doesn't it doesn't feel cloying to me. Yeah. Um. But that last battle, it just yeah. everyone. When he's like it's mega, when he mega Godzilla, that okay, was cool. So on that note, yeah, you're talking about things they cut from the book, things that are included and things that aren't. They all all the champions, you know, if you want to call them that, all have a mech in the book, and they. They each like get one along the way. I can't remember exactly. How no, they I think do they it. get one because they have the last key. I think that's part of the. Yeah, they get the key. Or they get the mech when they get the key. I yeah. just remember that you get to choose yeah. whichever one. Um, what are the choices? Oh, it's like a long list. Of mm-hmm. them. Oh, really? Um, a lot of them are eighties Japanese things yes. that you've never heard of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so taking those out made me nervous. Mm-hmm. But like what they did with Iron Giant and H basically building the Iron Giant mm-hmm. in in the world mm-hmm. in the Oasis, I like that. I dug that. But what I Mecha Godzilla is what Ben Mendelssohn, whatever his character's name, that is the one you know he gets when they complete the task, or whatever. And so I'm glad they included it. But I literally yelled out loud when that fucking Gundam pops up. I almost I did too. Loved that and that whole like show just sitting there not doing uh-huh. anything, and then all of a sudden just being like, I choose Gundam, and then come, I was like, yes, it was I, so this, cool. This is this is why I came to the movie. It is. That inclusion and then watching the, the the what makes the movie good to me is it's mind blowing that you, there's a scene with the Iron Giant, a Gundam, and Mech Godzilla going at it 
and you never question. No, it, it works. Yeah, you it works. buy yeah. it, and it's yeah. amazing because they, they even like mimic the movement correctly. Yes, of like yeah. you know how the Iron Giant should move, how a Gundam should move, how Mechagod. Like each one of those things is independent and very different because they come from very different places. Mm-hmm. But when they put them on screen, they, they stay true to what they are, and that makes it even cooler. Yes. Because yeah. it feels, I mean, as, as much as it can feel real, it feels real. It just made me think there's no reason why we can't have a Gundam movie now. Like, Absolutely. Spielberg has proven that if you just <laughs> stick to it, we'll buy it. We'll believe it. Uh, and a, a, ton of, a ton of Easter eggs. The, ch- the Chucky doll? Chucky was funny. <laughs> that was cool. Uh, Pretty violent for a PG thirteen movie too mm-hmm. in that bit because he's just chopping people up. Yeah, for sure. That, uh, that was the that was the f bomb in that movie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking yeah. Chucky. <laughs> yeah. Um, Chun Li. Yep. Bunch of Overwatch characters. I heard Goku's in it. I didn't I, see Goku. I didn't see Goku, but I really wish I had. <laughs> Hold on. This you know he does like the whole like say anything jukebox thing. Mm-hmm. And God, it's so fun. I just want to go back and watch it now. Just that yeah. scene, it's so fun. Yeah, that that end that end fight scene. Is the cool. Michael Bay Ninja Turtles. Mm, yep. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. How did <laughs> they make it in? It, it would have been it would have been more fun if it was the '90s Ninja Turtles, not yeah. like the cartoon, like the. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the Secret of the Ooze type. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the turtle monster thing from Secret of the Ooze is in there. Is it? Yeah, I didn't see it. No, for some reason, like Spielberg likes Michael Bay, man. I mean, he I don't get true. it. They are like, they're like. Buttons. Apparently, a lot of directors like admire the way that he makes movies. I don't know if it's not, it's not like the stories, but like his actual structure, the way that that huh. he films them. People think that it's really good. I don't know. He should learn how to write movies. He should learn how to write movies. It'd be great. Or hire a writer. Or yeah, not be such reason, an asshole. For some reason, that doesn't work either. For <laughs> I don't have much else. I just really enjoyed that. Yeah, movie. I, I, it was. It's. It's just a fun ride. It's not. Yeah. It's not a lot more than that. I don't. I mean, I guess it didn't. The the message of you know spending time with people outside yeah. of you know putting your, putting your phone down and talking to somebody didn't resonate with me quite as much as it did for you but i'm an old soul like that i guess so but it was just i don't know it was just really fun i would go back and watch it again just because i had a good time it was it was a good time for two and a half hours i can't wait till it's on blu-ray and i can just pause it and try to catch as much crap oh absolutely i mean i'm gonna watch after we we get done with this i'm just gonna watch a bunch of youtube videos looking for easter eggs in that movie there's that's all easter eggs. yeah i want to watch some easter egg videos now that you said about mr sunday movie well he doesn't show a lot of them he just lists them all and uh that's what i found is a lot of people just listening you go on the wikipedia page and see the list like i i want to see them in the movie right yeah i enjoyed it ian better or worse than transformers Better. Joseph? I'm also going better than Transformers. Yeah. Ready Player One, better than Transformers. Unanimous. Good movie. Yeah. yeah. Good but job, yeah. Spielberg. Yeah, if that was the standard for popcorn flicks going forward, we wouldn't have to have this podcast. That's true. Yeah. So what'd you guys watch? Ian, it's been like two weeks. It's been two weeks. Yeah. I've seen lots of things. The main thing I watched was I watched Pacific Rim Uprising. And, yeah, it, I, what I told Joseph earlier was it definitely made me realize how good of a director Guillermo del Toro really is. Because the second one is just no good. It's it, it, The action scenes are just very... The CGI is not as good, even though it's newer. I don't know what the budget was. The, sure writing's, the writing's bad. It's got a kind of a Power Rangers vibe. They kind of took it back. I guess they went for more of a campy Power Rangers. It's a bunch of young kids, and they're recruiting a yoga program. It's yeah, just- it, it made me want to watch the first one real bad. It's just not, a, not watch the second one. <laughs> um, so I, yeah, I didn't like it. It's amazing to me that you can fuck that up because it's such a wish fulfillment movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah like yeah. It, it, it's, it's marketing directly to your inner child. Yeah. John Boyega is charming. You know, he I hear tries. he's like the best part of the movie. Yeah. But it's just, yeah, it's not good. There's, and it's a lot of robot on robot fighting. Like the kaiju don't come in until really late in the movie. 
Charlie Day has a really big part. It's just mm. it's bad all around. There's a lot of bad decisions. Was Ron made. Perlman brought back? No. God damn it. There's a lot of bad things that are chosen in that. What movie. a waste. We all know Ron Perlman's only in the first one because Guillermo del Toro directed it. Yep. Probably. He should have came yeah. back though, I hey, agree. Hey, Guillermo wasn't in Shape of Water. Ron Perlman wasn't. Sorry, that's what I mean. Ron yeah. Perlman wasn't in that's Shape true. of Water. Maybe on the out. What a shame. What yeah. if he was an even bigger fish opportunity? <laughs> What well, if, Hellboy's in other, there somewhere. Other, but. What if Hellboy just showed up in the last scene? Like, <laughs> Abe, hey, where'd you go? Maybe that was Abe's dad. Maybe. The fish oh, thing. man, that actually could be. Now we just we have to go back and re-record the podcast. Fuck, so right. we got another what, one to add what, on What there. about you? What'd you watch? So I watched a lot of movies on a plane. I watched uh, Logan Lucky first. Yeah. And Ooh, you're... And deciding vote. Here we go. Christian, you're fucking crazy because that movie is delightful. Oh, it it's fine. It's better than all of the Oceans movies. <laughs> what? Yes. I like Oceans. Oh, let me, let me tell you. So, so look, here's the thing about the Oceans movies. They're they're kind of the Ready Player One of star power instead of nostalgia-based... Oh, my gosh. ...items. <laughs> I uh, love Oceans 11. Because I feel like if you if you replace that cast with a bunch of nobodies who could uh, could perform at the same level as the people, you know, who are in the movie, I don't think it would be a memorable movie at all. Yeah, but that movie could have on, on the coolness of those stars. Right, but I, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I don't know. I don't think it... I don't... Uh, the ones in the new one, Logan Lucky, are not cool. They're oh, not... I love me some Adam Driver. Chad, that's Chad, that's Chad, the problem. Channing Tatum's great... Adam Driver's great. This is the problem with your theory. Daniel Craig, You just I like. said the movie wouldn't be as much fun without other actors doing it. Yeah. You get other actors doing it, and you had more fun. No, but it's... <laughs> I, I would say that because the story's a little bit smaller, you have less characters, and you get more time to actually like spend time with those characters, and then I'll just like, hey, cool asshole. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a lot of that. In the Oceans movies. Um, I like that part. <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot of, hey, cool guy. And you know what? I, I agree. <laughs> hey, you know, I robbed this. <laughs> I gave you a hard time for saying I like Adam Driver. You like Adam Driver because he has one arm. But I also like Adam Driver because he has one arm. <laughs> I like him for other reasons. The movie's fine. It's good. I enjoyed it. I also saw, oh, so that one is better than Transformers. I watched Murder on the Orient Express. With worse Ken- than Transformers. With Kenneth Branagh. <laughs> And it Kenneth, Kenneth Branagh is giving it his goddamn all and nobody else's. Yeah, yeah Johnny Depp, man. Uh, it's not even Johnny well, Depp's th- fault. What that I noticed about that is it feels like a play. Like it's very It feels sh- like an old bad play. Like it's yeah. shot in the same very same locations yeah. and it, it was long. I, I I watched that too. I just I don't I like, like it. It, I don't like mysteries of one nearly that much co- coincidence mm-hmm. or two that we don't get all the information. That it's just like Hey, only Poirot can see all these things because he's a character in there. I'm like, well, give me a fucking opportunity here. Yeah. Anyway, not yeah. great. Worse than Transformers. Agatha Christie novel, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I also watched it, which is again, it's it's uh, it's better than Transformers. It's better than it really should be. Yeah, 100 percent better than it should the, be. The, it, it's amazing because I feel like have we figured out that the formula for finding kids that can act? It definitely seems like it in the last couple of years. It does because I feel like usually you're you're constantly telling yourself, yeah, they're doing fine, but they're kids. You know, it's like yeah. like okay, this performance could be better, but they're kids. We'll, <laughs> we'll give them a pass. But I, I didn't have that problem at all in this. I was very invested in, in like, the, the Losers Club and, and their little adventures and their little individual storylines. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, all good stuff. Well, all good stuff except for Murder on the Orient Express. But I'm glad I saw it so I could tell you it's a piece of shit. It's definitely, it is, 
very much in the vein of Stranger Things and that you do connect with it. And obviously, there's some overlap with Finn Wolfhard, yeah. but uh, you you easily connect with these kids and these horrible in this. Or, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, God, awful parents in that yeah. movie. Horrible parents. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone just keeps dying every maybe, time of year. Maybe, maybe that's it. the real story in yeah. Derry. No, for sure. Uh, I watched quite a bit of stuff as well. Some old, some new. I watched Hans Zimmer Live, which if you're a fan of film scores, I highly recommend it. He kills it that he does some incredible things in that uh i watched death note which is real bad the movie the bruce willis yeah. one no the remake of the anime oh, have you seen death the wish. anime no okay you're thinking death wish yeah yeah, yeah. death i know you're talking about nothing oh, i watched a couple episodes of that the one you're talking about it was bad well, I didn't watch the anime. I just watched the movie. Okay. And man, is it bad. So so I've seen the anime. Mm. Um, Nerd. Fuck you. I mean, you're right. But <laughs> what, what the fuck is this, pod- <laughs> Who is this podcast for if not for nerds who watch Death Note? Um, I've been avoiding the movie because it looks really terrible. Oh, Even man. though it's got Lakeith Stanfield, who I love. Um, Willem I'm, Dafoe is fine as well. Yeah. But- yeah, um, yeah it was, it's crazy because the, the anime, uh, it, it kind of wanders towards the end, but it's it's really what I feel like, and I, I, I stole this from somewhere else, but I saw it and I was like, this is exactly what it is. It's a better version of Dexter. It's what I feel like Dexter oh, could be. Yeah. Um, I like it, Dexter. It, it's, it's a psychopath using his powers for good, but instead of Dexter, where everyone, everyone else in the world is a complete fucking idiot, it's just this guy is smarter than other people. Huh. And so it's it's like an actual battle of wits uh-huh. instead of one normal person and a bunch of fucking idiots. Yeah, huh. that is Dexter. I kind of want to watch it now. It's good. The anime. It's, it again. It it it. it Hopefully, it makes up for the shitty movie. It, yeah, no, it definitely does. It wanders towards the end, but the first like two thirds of the series are really good. Yeah, light was dumb in the movie, real dumb. Oh, it's Jumanji. And it is better than Transformers. I am I am on Ian's side Ooh, here. Jumanji see, too. A lot of people falling on the Ian side of the fence today. It uh <laughs> it is it is a lot of fun. And I don't even like Kevin Hart that much. And The Rock is old to me, but Jack Black was hilarious. Jack Black was hilarious. Okay, the Jack one Black thing is hilarious. The penis bit, him having a penis. They really was, linger on they that. They linger. The first time you're like, oh yeah, that's pretty funny. And then it just it, you reference yeah. it a few times. And Nick Jonas is fine in it. Yeah. And, it's it's the villain sucks. The villain sucks. Hundred percent. Reese Darby is my favorite part of every movie he's in. Even though he's in it for approximately like, two minutes. Two minutes. Yeah. He's great. He in is it. great. Um, I watch Wild West Country, which is an insane documentary. What on is Netflix. that about? Okay, <laughs> I'm excited you asked. So there was this guy. His name is Osho in India, and he started like a Purim, and it grew too large, and he, he basically got kicked out of India. And he looked for a place where he could move, and so they bought 80,000 acres in Oregon in 1981. And the whole Purim moved to this town in Oregon, and it made the it was a, like a retirement town. It only had like 50 people living in it. And of course, it's like the 80s, so you're talking like World War One vet white people who are really uncomfortable because this like yoga... What they considered it a cult, right? mm-hmm. true, and so Osho's whole teachings were like that he he was asleep, but now he's awake, and he wants to help you wake up. And the way you do it is they have these like real hyper intense yoga sessions where you like you you scream and you yell out like your biggest fears and what makes you angry, and then you start like beating the crap out of each other, and then everyone basically has like a giant orgy, and then it all ends with them doing like yoga and meditating and. So you're letting out all these like hyper aggressive feelings you have, and that allows you to like obtain peace. Um, and it grew super large. They built their own city. 
But the town that they were in, and I, the name is escaping me, basically did everything they could to try to keep them from growing. So what, what ended up becoming Roshnish Puram what they decided they could, they needed to do was take over the town. So they started electing people to like the city council, and then they eventually, because they had the votes, there were 10,000 of them, and then they elected a mayor, and then they redesigned the city limits, and they basically became a theocracy in Oregon perfectly legally. And the, what ended up bringing them down was there were some questionable illegal activities basically by depending on whose side you're on someone tell you one per they would say oh it was all this woman she was doing it all when she left but you know you don't know that to be true but what makes it really really good is the woman i'm question her name is sheila and she's osho's number two she's one of the key interview people in the in the thing so you're hearing it straight from like the horse's mouth what she interprets and then there are people who lived in the village and there was the guy who was elected the mayor um just People, it's a lot of documentaries are people referencing an event, right? Like they've become experts on it. These are the people who lived it. And uh, I'm trying to remember who who made it. Pretty, pretty famous, like comedic brother duo. They they produced it. And I mean, it's, Duplass brothers. Yeah, the Duplass brothers. It's gorgeous. The interviews are really intimate. You get a really like interesting perspective and look and it's something i've never heard of Hmm. it takes place shortly after like the jonestown massacre so there was a lot of kind of like uncomfortability with these these cults and it's six hours but i just powered through it like straight it's six one hour episodes i couldn't stop watching it it is really good um definitely better than transformers uh, and I, I read some books because uh, you know I'm smart like that. I read Annihilation, which based off what you guys said on the movie is fairly different. And I read Ahsoka because I'm a big Star Wars fan, and I just love that character. What's so much. Ahsoka? It's a book on what, what time period? Of her uh, right after she leaves the Jedi Order. Not not right after. It's her after Order sixty six. Okay. So it's her right after the rise of the Empire, and she's like out on an outer rim planet, and she kind of like settled down, and as soon as she settles down, the Empire shows up. And she has to kind of figure out how to, you know, do life that way. And uh, Annihilation is it's nondescript as you guys, you guys described the film. The book is even less so. There are no names. There are less characters. And there are only, like, two events. It's only, like, 160 pages. It's probably shorter. To, it probably takes you less time to read the book than it does to watch the movie. Wow. It's very nondescript. You should watch the movie before, like the next podcast, so we can. I want to know it. Yeah, I, know yeah, I would like to. I would like to try. I got a movie pass this week, so I want to try to start powering, going to the movies all the time. So I don't work in a movie theater. So I that. well, that'd be good. So that's it. That's it. Yep. Oh, geez, I have to do a sign off. Yeah. Well, you have to tell us where you can find us. Yeah, yeah. For, for first, for, well, first off, thanks everybody for listening. Thank you, guys. Uh, uh, if you guys had any different opinions on uh, Ready Player One, any favorite Easter eggs or, or references that, that you think that we missed or you'd like to hear us talk about, uh, you can reach us at betterthantransformers at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at BT Transformers and on Facebook at BT Transformers. Uh, next week, we'll do something. Is there anything coming out next week? Quiet, Quiet Place. Place. Do you want to watch Quiet or Place? Or Rampage, one of the two. Oh, Rampage fuck, is two I weeks. Want, I don't oh, want to do it? Rampage. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to do a Quiet Place. I'd do, I'd do a Quiet Place. Place. All right, well, maybe, yeah. maybe Quiet Place. See how it goes. We got to we got to start we got to think about a, something to do with Marvel for Infinity War. Oh no, we'll, we'll get a we'll rank, get there. A Marvel ranking movie. There's there's something coming. I heard Just that. you wait. <laughs> um, but uh, thanks to Zach Evans for our uh, our art, and thank you to Brian Velasquez for our theme. And uh, yeah, thanks thanks again everybody for listening. We'll uh, we'll catch you next week. Yep, have a good one. Thanks guys. Yep. Bye.